two of the Cougar Sports Show. I'm your host, Abby Whittington, coming to you from the University of Sioux Falls in South Dakota. Each week, I sit down with USF coaches and student athletes to get the latest inside scoop on all things Cougar Sports. In season one of the Cougar Sports Podcast, we interviewed USF's newly hired football coach, Jim Golgowski, along with his offensive coordinator and assistant head coach, Lucas Luters. I'm excited to welcome Coach Glow back on the show, this time joined by all three captains, Adam Mullen, Cal Botsford, and Amari Groskoff. Guys, thanks for coming on today. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So really, this is a whole new team from last year. We welcomed 50 newcomers, 34 being true freshmen, along with 17 transfers, four of which followed Glow from Mankato. And last spring, Glow, you kind of created the motto, Built Different, and it's carried into the fall season. Guys, what does Built Different mean to the team? When Coach Glow first got here, he introduced us to this new motto, And through some trials and tribulations, we kind of found out what exactly that means. And ultimately, it's a very process-oriented mindset. Um, Doing the little things right, wearing the right color shorts, foot behind the line, finish through the line. All the little things that ultimately probably, like you wouldn't think, have a huge impact, but they do. Um, And so just doing all the little things right and hoping that everything else just falls in place after that. I mean, it just falls in line with the consistency of being able to fall in love with the process, understanding that even though the reward might be great or the outcome might be something that we all strive for, is that waking up every day at 6 o'clock or the way you tie in your shoelaces, this is the little things that help establish what causes the process to be built different. Kind of just piggybacking off what they said. You know, it started with the winter and then the spring and now to the fall. It's just about everything you do little like they said, laces, wearing the right shorts to lift or practice. Just all the small things you don't think matter, but how you do one thing is how you do everything. That's another thing Coach Glow said a lot, which is true, whether that's the way you fill up your water bottle, um, the stuff that you eat, the time you go to bed. If you want to be really built different, uh, you have to do everything from like the most minute thing all the way up to the top. And if you don't do the little things right, you're not going to be able to do the big things. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. So looking back your motto was winners win how is that different from built different i guess i'll start with this one winners win has kind of been a thing that's been here even before that staff uh coach young kind of started that and i think it's similar but different to the built different winners win is like the same thing as in the aspect of you have to win at everything um like all small things going to class being respectful and polite to people in the cafeteria Uh, picking up garbage. If you want to be a winner, you have to win in all aspects of life. Um, Obviously, we want to go undefeated win every game on the football field, but at the end of the day, I think Coach Glow would say this too, but he wants us to win and be good players, but he wants us to have a life after football because it will come into an end, and he wants us to be good husband, good wives, um, fathers someday. So I think it's just everything kind of building up to I don't know, whatever happens afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I would say winner's win is something that was a thing long before we all got here. And ultimately, when I thought of it, it was winning on and off the fields, whether that's as a player, as a teammate, as a student, as a brother. I mean, just doing, like, everything you can to win, like, that aspect of it. And I feel like it obviously led to a lot of success for the program, but kind of going back to the new uh, built different I feel like we kind of skipped over a lot of the small things that ultimately didn't help us get where we wanted to go I think I think the winners win mantra is certainly something that we um, 
we still use. I think that's it's kind of the, if you ask me, I would say that's the overriding mantra of the entire program. And I think I didn't know much about it until I got here and talked to a bunch of the alums. And uh, the idea that when Coach Young was here, they started off with, uh, there was no facility. I think they played their home games at Howard Wood Field. Uh, the practice area is now a building, I think a business building. There was about a 70-yard stretch of grass in between the, the dorms where they practiced. They even used the park on the on the side of campus there. So I think a lot of that stuff, um, the winner's win was no matter what you have, facilities, uh, transportation, how you eat on the road, winner's win because that's what they do. If you're a winner, you overcome all that stuff. And so I think that still is, and we still say it all the time, you know, on hashtags and that kind of thing. But to me, that's never going to leave the program. I think that's kind of a Bob Young. Um, actually, it's pretty ingenious to kind of create this mentality that you don't make excuses. And then ultimately, for my style, the built different, or even, you know, as we transition into the season, we started talking about, you know, hey, right now, you know, means everything. Can you kind of elaborate on that and how you're bringing it into the team? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. We were sitting in the office one day and we were just kind of talking about the transition from fall camp into the season and you start focusing on, you know, the first game versus just, you know, the typical, you know, daily grind at camp. And Coach Buto, of all people, um, spent some time at North Dakota State and he had made a comment about something to the effect of what we were going to do that day is because right now it means everything, you know, whatever happened up to this point in fall camps irrelevant, what we do today matters. And I was like, uh, it was like a cartoon, a little light bulb went off above uh, some of our heads. And I was like, first of all, I was shocked it came from Coach Budo. <laughs> it didn't have anything to do with bench pressing or, you know, helmets and equipment. But for the most part, uh, you know, I, I, my big thing is with our staff, no different than with our players is even if you're a younger coach, you still have a perspective that I don't have that you bring something to the table. And it makes me crazy when people minimize people because they're not old enough or smart enough or whatever you know and so I was really taken aback I was like wow that was that was really ingenious coming from you know coach Buto and then we started talking about it and then I was like man we should get like a t-shirt or something with that on it and lo and behold um you know t-shirts are always fun guys like t-shirts girls like t-shirts you get free stuff I think I gave a couple pre pair of shorts yesterday I got one of them yeah we had a little we had a little game in the locker room about um, not in the locker training room. room. Training, sorry, sorry. Room. Uh, let's edit that out, please. <laughs> edit that out. But uh, yeah, I had a couple pairs of shorts. The logos <laughs> on backwards, and so I walked into the training room. It happened to be the soccer team was in there, and I played a little trivia. Uh, a little disappointing. I thought I would be a little more of a boost to my ego, but uh, I asked them to guess my age. <laughs> Uh, well, few, we had a few in the upper 40s and near 50s, so that was a little disappointing. But anyways. I did uh, not guess on that one. I didn't <laughs> want to get it wrong. But, uh, yeah, free stuff's always good. And, and I guess the bottom line is is that, like I told the kids leading up into the Mankato game, whatever happens, we're still going to go back to practice on Friday. And, you know, it, I'll tell you how good you are at the end of the season. And a lot of things happen. There's a lot of highs and lows. And I've been around teams where you win early and lose late. And, you know, some teams that, um, you know, goes the other way around. But, um I just think the bottom line is we want to find ways to get these guys to understand that what's what's next, what's, what do we do next that matters the most. And, um, you know, today, you know, what can you do? You can't win a national championship today. There's no way to do that today. But you can definitely go out and get better. That will obviously stack on top of Wednesday, stack on top of Thursday, and then obviously you play better than we played last week and kind of live in the moment. You know, do the little things right, and then ultimately don't make excuses about what you have or don't have. And I think that they all three kind of work together. You know, I'm not a big cliche guy or a big uh, motivational, you know, poster guy to guy. So, <laughs> you know, a T-shirt here and there, and I think that that kind of stuff, just, just you want to remind guys in different ways because you reach different people. Yeah, sure, guys. Have you noticed, like, any shift in the team with this new motto? Do you feel like there's more of an emphasis on showing up every day, or is that just the standard? I think every day you try to 
show up every day and do the best that you can. But this just like kind of hits home. Like I know every day on our warm up lines, Coach Beto's coming by or whether it's like our first step drill that we're doing, he's like, everything you do matters. Right now means everything. Whether it's your stance, your get off, your hand placement, you need to find something every day that you're trying to improve on. That's just stuff that's on football. Like I said, we try to do everything on the field and off the field. So I don't know, it just kind of reminds you and makes you hone in more on that stuff. I'd say, I guess it really makes you understand that like you never really get the grasp of good times until you're out of the good times. Like, yeah, it might be working on the field. You might be sweating 100 degrees outside, but like five weeks from then, you're gonna be like, oh man, I missed that. Or like, that's a good time. So like being able to understand that in the present moment that you're in, no matter what's around you, like like Coach says, your bank account could be negative. You could get your car reposed. Like no matter what bad thing's going on, the moment that you're in right now, that means more than that. That would be a pretty bad day though. <laughs> well and that's the thing i don't think that these these mottos are like they're not like you know independent of each other the overall writing motto of winners win because that's what they do right versus hey if you want to win you have to be built different and then how are you built different because right now means everything right and so i think it's to his point i think that's a great point you talk about right now means everything in the middle of the moment in practice to keep them you don't say winners win in the middle of practice because that doesn't necessarily mean anything but Mm -hmm. it's an overarching you know, Bob Young is, is 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 a guy that did a lot of great things here. And obviously, there's a lot to be taken from him, you know. And we're not doing anything unique. Everybody has their own little slogan. I, it wasn't even like something I really thought about. I just said, hey, listen, if we're going to be, what are we going to do different that's going to make us successful, right? And are you willing to do things you haven't done before? You know, and that's, that's kind of the, the deal. It all kind of feeds together. What would you guys say your favorite part of fall camp is on or off the field? Definitely my favorite part was... Um, Coach Glow team meetings um, in the afternoon. Um, I mean, you've talked to them for a little bit, so you kind of get how he is. He's um, <laughs> kind of like a motivational comedian. I mean, I've said that before, but I don't know. Usually, like, in previous fall camps, like, the thing I dreaded the most were coach meetings just because it's a long day and I'm, like, kind of getting put to sleep. But, like, every single day, I don't know how he did it. It was something new and I was – wide eye and just waiting to see what he kind of said so that was the most fun for me were um the team meetings um everything's good but oh and the meals were a lot better this year at the calf shout out to shout the out. calf yes um, better than high v way better than <laughs> so those would be my two favorite things i guess how about you guys one thing that i've always liked about fall camp is just that i mean you're with everybody for like 14 hours a day so like you get to get close with people and i don't know i feel like this year Cal and I, we came in with the same class, and I feel like when we came in, there wasn't really a whole lot of respect for the young guys, and that's something that we kind of took upon ourselves. We were like, okay, once we get older, we're not going to be like this because we saw how it affected guys. I mean, there was guys that quit pretty early on, and I feel like ultimately, kind of like what he was saying, like if you can just be personable and like just like be a friend to these guys because they're going through a rough transition. I mean, first time away from home, um, it can be hard for people, and, like, it was hard for me. And so, like, if you can be s- somebody that can share some wisdom to these guys, I mean, that goes a long way. Uh, me being in my last season, I said my favorite thing was just creating memories with the younger guys. I mean, like, I'm only going to know them for six months. And, like, I don't know, a bunch of people were like, oh, yeah, you can go and just play football. I ain't got to worry about the younger guys. But I took it upon myself just to – see what they're about like because i never know i could come back or reach out for them or something like that so I, favorite part is create memories with the younger guys that's awesome i love that yeah 
we've kind of touched on fall camp, but let's kind of go over what the main focus of it was. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's not really any different than it has been during the regular season here. We just want to improve every day, and we have so there's so much to cover. And I don't even know if the players understand the, the, the range and the scope of what you have to do to be a really good football team. But the great thing about it is you create a, a frame of reference, and I think that's what's really important about what we're doing right now. That's why, to some degree, Thursday is what it is, what happened, happened. But you're trying to create this frame of reference, and eventually we're going to get to the point with these older guys. And obviously, like for a guy like Amari, this is it, this season. But you're going to have a frame of reference where you can able to have the older guys start to teach the younger guys, and, and they reinforce what you're saying. And right now, everything that they're hearing is brand new, right? And so they're all kind of looking around versus, oh, yeah, this is what coach means by that to a younger guy. And so that's kind of where, in a strange twist, the younger guys maybe have more of an opportunity to be leaders now than ever. Because once these guys get really confident and comfortable as older guys, that will be so evident and so present that the younger guys will feel that leadership, right? And so right now, if that makes sense, there's this kind of um, a weird growth process that's going on. And, you know, any the life of a team, I told the guys this, is really strange. And you know this as an athlete yourself. When you get to the end of your last game, that's when you're the closest as a team, and it's over. Mm-hmm. It's really strange, right? A lot like life. You meet somebody, maybe you get married, you have a family, and then you die. Well, when you die, that's when you're most connected, right? Because you spent the most time together. So there's a lot of similarities to that. And it's so strange because the life cycle of this football team really started on November 15th last year when the season ended. The seniors are gone, you know, so on and so forth. And so within that scope of reference, you need guys to have some experiences from the previous years with the previous coaching staff. There's a comfort level. And then you get a bunch of guys pushing and and tugging and pulling the same direction. And that makes your team grow faster. Right now, we're like in this incubator and we're just not growing as fast as we want to. But in the future, once we have a bunch of guys who've been in the incubator before, we will grow faster as a unit and it'll pay off. And I just, how do I know that? Because I've seen it time and time again. And that's just, there is no shortcuts to it. You know, there is no secret magic fairy dust that you sprinkle on these guys and make them play great. But if you go back and watch the game, I mean, for two and a half quarters, we're right there. And then there was this weird blurp where they got ahead of us by a couple scores. And then we still went back and forth with them. So we got to figure out a way to minimize those blurps in the middle, right? And that's not always, it's easier said than done. Sure. Guys, how do you feel like fall camp prepared you going into the Mankato game? Well, I mean, I feel like even going back to the spring, I mean, it was our first time learning a whole new scheme, uh, both offensively and defensively. And so fall camp was really a time to like hone in on those uh, details and like really perfect our craft. And I feel like, I don't know, I mean, it's always tough week one. You never really know what the other team's going to do. And especially, I mean, in our case, um, offensively pre-gaming for a team where our head coach was their DC last year, it's kind of like, well, they might run this, they might run that. Ultimately, um, and this is another one of Coach Glow's quotes. It's not about the X's and O's, it's about the Jimmy and Joe's. So I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to go out there and play football. And like he said, I mean, if you really watch the game, like we were in the game, and I bet if you were to ask anybody on that sideline, like there was never a doubt that we were going to come back and win. Like you had said, Glow is obviously the defensive coordinator at Mankato. Do you feel like that ended up helping you guys out during the Mankato game? Were you able to anticipate some of the things that they were doing? You know what, to be honest with you, I, I, in a weird, twisted way, I think it actually worked the opposite because they did something defensively that, you know, we really didn't – they really didn't run the defense that I ran when I was there, let's put it that way. And um, I thought our kids scored 26 points or whatever it was versus a defense they hadn't practiced for or seen. It's hard to kind of have an idea of what they were going to do. Um, 
you know, and it is what it is. And the crazy part about football is that first game is so different than the second game because of you, you see the film, right? And, and in football, it's so much about this guy has this guy and you do this. And if you're not really sure and you've been doing something for three and a half weeks, it can cause some issues. Now, I think offensively, from what they did, we were pretty pretty confident what we were going to see. And I think we did a really nice job at some times. You know, at some points, we had some really good plays and had a pretty good handle on it. But I would say from their defense versus our offense, I would say that was probably the biggest unknown. I think they had a pretty good idea what we were going to do, obviously. Um, we were somewhat similar to what I did when I was there. And that's okay. Like, that's part of it. And, um, you know, now that they put it on film, they're going to have to, you know, be able to execute week in, week out, just like anybody else. And I, I think for us moving forward, having a game of Mary and seeing them play, it's going to create a sense of confidence and a little bit more of, hey, listen, when they do this, they do that, because you've got 70 or 80 plays of them doing it. And we all know how hard it is to teach something. You're not going to flip the script and do something brand new within five days. So we kind of have a better idea this week going in. And, you know, you talk about missing a block and you miss a, a throw or, or a guy turns the wrong way. Th- that makes all the difference in the world. It was like they either went for 40 yards or they went for minus one. <laughs> you know, that's unfortunately they went 40 a lot more than, you know, than we would have hoped. But, um, you know, I was sitting there watching the game last night. I uh, just, you know, had the college game on. I was watching our game from, from Thursday night again. And I'm like, geez, I mean, this sounds probably absurd, but we probably could have won that game. You know, the, the game kind of takes ebbs and flows and we're still trying to figure out how do we go about our business and, and who's calling the, for the punt team and who's calling plays and what the sideline looks like. And so, you know, I'm pretty confident that we're going to be a lot better this week and, and the following week. And um, But as long as we stick to the mantra that, hey, right now means everything. It, it matters the most. Whatever happens irrelevant in the past. You can't change it. There's no time machine. You know, so just take care of what you can control. Yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. A lot of those guys over there I know, it was weird. It was certainly, for me, it was super like, weirdly <laughs> emotional. Um, to the point where after the game, I almost felt odd because I was talking to a lot of the former players and their parents and all that. And, and that's awesome. Right. I mean, I think that speaks to the connection I had with some of those kids and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm glad it's over. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. What was, what was it like, um, being on the other side of the field from all those guys? Well, I mean, I said this to my wife when I got home because I was afraid to say this publicly, but I'll say it now. <laughs> there was a weird part, like, for example, one of the linebackers had dislocated his ankle in spring ball, and I actually had my shoulder replaced, um, and we were both in the hospital the same day a couple years ago. His dad was in town. And so, like, we went through this whole rehab process together, and I recruited him. He's a great kid. He was a good player for me, and now he looked like, the best version of himself on on Thursday night and a weird part of me was like man I'm really proud of the kid you know like for me my 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 connection with the players isn't just I changed polos so I'm going to cheer against him but you know we had a couple of laughs during the game I'm like all right quit talking smack that's not who you are he's like ah he kind of smiled and looked at me cuz he was trying to be tough and he's not really that way and <laughs> but I was really happy for him and and, and it's hard cuz I I want our I'm also invested in our kids here it, I don't know it's like I don't know. It's, it's it's hard to explain. It's like you get divorced, maybe. I don't know. And like <laughs> you don't want your ex-wife to do well, but she's taking care of your kids, so you kind of want her to do well. <laughs> you don't want her to be a complete loser and flop because then your kids suffer. I don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. If that's a, that's probably her. I hope my wife is listening. That was a horrible analogy. <laughs> crazy. I think it. I think you it speaks to though? the connection. Yeah, that you made and with I just. Players. I mean, and then you know, we had a little bit of a at the end of the game, a little bit awkward handshake, whatever that was, and and then a bunch of the players and their parents, but. For most of those kids, all those kids, the last time I was on a football field with them, we were in a locker room in Colorado losing in the playoffs. And that was the last time I saw those guys in a football uniform, you know, mm-hmm. and we were trying to win a national championship. And I expect to do that with these guys. And I think we'll get there sooner than later. 
I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be. I just I don't know. I mean, I spent six years with some of those guys. Yeah. And you go through some of that stuff, and I mean, quite frankly, players losing a parent, and I'm there at the funeral, and and you go through all that stuff, the emotional part of it. And I guess maybe if I was a little bit more of a I don't know, cold-hearted guy, it would have been easier just to cut ties. And um, but I never got a chance to say goodbye to those kids. And so it was never about wanting to be at Mankato and not wanting to be here. It was more like I wanted my way to end it and I didn't get that no closure and so that was my closure and so I'm now moving on and it's I'm super super stoked to be here if I had a chance to change locker rooms right now I wouldn't I mean that I wouldn't change locker rooms that these guys you know these guys uh mean everything and 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 I think I want to see them go out the right way I mean a guy like Amari we've got I think we've got a pretty good relationship for the short time we've been together and I respect him. And I think now that I'm older and as a head coach, I'm able to really dig through that relationship piece and say, you know, this is what's really important and the wins and losses will come. I'm, I'm really confident about that. But when he walks out of here, I want him to say, I wish I had another year or two with you. Not, man, I'm glad it was only six months. <laughs> Sure. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he is like counting down the weeks. I don't know, but hopefully not. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Guys, how do you feel like the game went? overall what stood out to you yeah I mean I don't know I feel like almost like every first game that we've ever uh, been a part of it's been kind of wonky I mean I remember back in 2021 we lost to Bemidji and it was just like one of those games like it's like man we were one play away here one play away there and I feel like it was kind of like that for this game I mean even though the score doesn't really show that we were in the game, except for that little blur in the third quarter that we don't have to go into. But um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it really shows a lot that our team was locked in the entire game. One thing that Coach Cole always says is uh, he should never be able to tell the score by how we play. So whether we're up by 50, down by 50, we should always be playing hard. And I feel like that's what we did. Yeah, might agree. That would also be my biggest takeaway is um, not like comparing it to uh, other teams that I've been on, but I know when stuff has hit the – hit the fan in the past, there's like almost like a panic button. Like guys don't know what to do when they come off on the sideline. And I thought that was something that was different this year. Obviously there was urgency button being hit, like we got to change some stuff. Or, um, But like after watching film, like we got to tackle, we got to line up correctly. Like the mistakes we were making are in our control. It's not like we weren't physically able to play against a team like them. So that's like what I would say is the frustrating part is we're able to beat teams like that, but we didn't. But the good thing is we stuck together, and um, I think it's good that it happened. I'd rather have it earlier in the season and learn from it than later down the line. Uh, like how Cal said, I'd rather have it happen earlier in the season than later down in the line because when it comes down to like the playoffs, it's one or done. Like You don't get another week. It's another week after that. And I felt like the guys were like consistently determined to – change the outcome like even if we were down by 20 going into fourth quarter and there's four minutes left like there's still guys going out there wanting to play and put everything out that they can on into the field yeah what was what was the sidelines like at that point yeah there was a bunch of guys just having that to that point like willingness of like why not why should i let off the gas pedal like there's no point now like let's just keep going see what we can do like put it all out there i think the biggest thing is too why would you not want to Give it your best effort. You only get so many of these, and you put in so much time. You don't want to lose a game, but why would that determine how hard you're going to work for something? And you never know. Like, a few bounces of the ball, the game could come right back into your lap. Um, it's like another thing Coach Beto and Coach Glow always say, the game comes back to you. So if you're not prepared for it, the game's going to keep going how it is. So the game didn't necessarily bounce the way we wanted it to, but next time maybe it does, and it's a, 
a different outcome, but I think you just got to go as hard as you can because you only get so many of them. And it's like a disappointment or kind of like a spit in the face to people that want to do it but can't do it. I mean, we were down, but I don't even know how many points at one part of the game. And I just remember looking at him, I'm like, we're losing, but like, this is freaking fun. Yeah. Like, I'm at, like, I'm lucky to be out there to be with this coaching staff and players. I mean, this is the most fun football I've had for a long time. So I'm just like excited. And I just want to do everything in my power to make the season go as well as I can. Yeah, you do. You play so much better when you're having fun. I don't want these guys to be miserable, right? They work way too hard to not have fun. And this is going to be a business trip, air quotes, right? But it's also going to be fun. And I just think that it's just so incredible how you get on the bus and they're going to, they don't probably know this yet. They might actually. They're going to, freshmen with seniors, offense with defense, none of this. I'm going to stay with my buddy. Um, they're going to learn about their roommate, whether they like him or not. And, and we're going to try to develop as a team on the road trip more than just the game. What was the talk like in the locker room after the game? I mean, it was nothing unexpected. I mean, we all were out there. We were all playing. We all seen the score, and we all did what we also, like, we made the bed. We had to lay in it, so we knew what was going to happen. Like, it wasn't, oh, snap, like, what happened? Like, we didn't expect any of this, but, like, we knew it was going to be a heavyweight fight. We knew there was going to be some punches that we were going to have to take and some that we were going to have to dish back. And at the end of the day, like, when you lose a fight, there's nothing to do but to get back at it the next day come for the next fight. Sure. What were some of the biggest areas of emphasis that you want to improve upon looking back on your game? Well, you know, I, I, it sounds like I say a lot of things. I didn't realize I said so many things that people remember. But we talk about that a lot. The game will always come back to you. And there's no such thing as a 21-point touchdown, right? So when they scored to go up by three scores, we came right back and scored again. And the way these kids played to the very end, I'm really proud of that. that to me, I would much rather these guys play their tails off for four quarters and lose than not play really hard and kind of squeak out a win and just luck into it. Because the reality of it is the winning and the losing can really distort your opinion of where you're at. If I'm them right now watching the film and I will, and I really watch it and I see how they blocked us up front and how many times we deposited their offensive line in the backfield, I'd be sitting there a little bit concerned about hopefully we don't run into another defensive line like that. I will say our defensive line played about as well as I thought they would play. Um, now, the second level guys, the linebackers, the safeties, we really struggled to get lined up. I mean, the last touchdown they scored, we had nobody, we, had, we were misaligned. That's coaching, right? We got to coach them better, but either coach it that way or you allow it to happen. And we obviously didn't coach it that way, but we allowed it to happen by not drilling it during the week in practice. But the last touchdown, there's nobody out there. They're running right past the sideline. And what do you do? You know, I could, you probably, this is a reference, you probably won't know, but Woody Hayes back in the day, Ohio State came off the sideline and just decked a dude. That was the last game he ever coached. So I didn't. I thought about tackling the guy, but I was like, eh, I don't know if Dr. Bradfield's going to be down with this. So I didn't tackle him. I just watched him go for a touchdown, and I'm like, we got to get we got to get this fixed. Because what I do know about this defense is is that if guys do their job, you can have a chance to be really good. Sometimes you need to lose in that fashion. So like it's the way you get their attention, right? It was so demoralizing from a standpoint of getting them many yards rushing. But now I have their attention because now they're like, okay, yeah, we get it. We we realize they, they got it before, but now they realize how important it is to do their job. And you can't do the old peekaboo where you push a guy this way, throw him back that way and try to find the football. You know, you got to do your job and every little thing matters. And the great thing about this defense is it's it's really awesome when everyone does their job, but it's really hard to get everybody to buy in to do their job because it's so like, it's so tempting to like get out of your gap and go tackle the guy. <laughs> I think that I'm, I'm really encouraged. I can't wait to get on the bus and go to, to Canada. I mean, I'm excited to go up there this week. And 
I just I like this team, and I think it the the it was evident that it's probably about one as bad as it could have gone in terms of the final score. Now the first two and a half quarters weren't horrendous, but it didn't go the way we wanted for about 12, 13 minutes. But I mean, if those guys don't fall apart and start nagging and, and complaining, we're gonna be fine. And it's a long season. They might end up six and five. You don't know. You know, I mean, injuries happen, and but once just like the game's gonna come back to you, if you don't let the season come back to you, it never will. You can't go out there and just, oh, we have to win on Saturday to get to one and one. You, you can't look at it that way. Because I don't plan on being here for just one season, you know. Hopefully they want to keep me around. But if you're going to build a program, it's not just Amari. It's not just Cal. It's not just Adam. It's the next guys coming down the road. And how do they treat the guys coming in? Because now what they've just done in fall camp is establish how we treat young guys. Well, then those guys are treated that way so that when they come back around, we're not trying to change their mindset. That's just how you do it. And when you get to the point where, well, this is how we do it, Man, you got a chance to have sustained success, not just... I was watching last night. Duke beats Clemson. No one ever thought that five years ago. And not only beat them, they beat them bad. Or did they, right? Who knows? The score says it was bad. But nobody would have guessed that. And that's that's just how football goes. That's how sports go. You can change on a dime. It really can. Sure. You kind of touched on um, injuries at the end of that. Were you able to leave the Mankato game with a limited amount of injuries? or No, it was terrible. We lost, I mean, we lost a couple guys that really hurt. Um, you know, we had a guy kicked out of the game that was, end up being over, overturned at halftime, instant replay. Um, and those are all whatever. I, I don't believe all those are excuses. It's, it happened, right? It happened. We lost some key guys. We had some injuries. Um, we had a young guy playing middle linebacker that had a, a cast on his hand that gave everything he had but hadn't practiced for a week and a half and didn't practice at that spot. The two guys ahead of him got hurt. And so if you're playing the third option there who's never really played it before, you're, I don't expect him to be great. And so, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. It's not an excuse, but that's what happened. And you know, we had our starting offensive lineman went down early. The guy that came in on the very next play missed a down block. It would have been a touchdown. He went the wrong way. The rest of the game, he played his tail off. He played awesome. He made a mistake. I mean, that's going to happen, you know. So, I don't know. As I look back on that kind of stuff, it's not an excuse. It's the reality of what happened. And in order for us to be better, we have to be better, you know, top to bottom in the depth. So, when somebody does go down, we're better prepared. And we will be. But, um, you know, we're getting to the point right now where there's some guys probably out there that maybe didn't necessarily expect to be out there in week two. But that's why you have 100 guys in your team. That's why you practice. And that's why everybody has to be prepared. Guys, how do you feel like we matched up with the physicality of Mankato? I could show you some clips of me tossing those guys around. I mean, <laughs> the physical part of the game, that wasn't a problem for us at all. Like, no. Cloward developed us over the summer, spring to get us exactly where we wanted to be and push above that, like – physical part of the aspect was nothing that we fondered from he said it no I, I don't think it's a physical issue I don't think it's a talent issue I think you got about a hundred guys on a team that are doing things for the first time a different way and we can slice a lot of different ways but the only way we're going to truly be great is if we get better faster and the only way you get better faster is by buying in and being consistent and going out and having a great week and then see what happens this Saturday. Because no matter what happens Saturday, we're still going to come back and practice on Sunday. I mean, so nothing changes. It's just, the, it's really up to these guys how quickly they want to transform from a team that got beat by four scores to a team that wins by four scores. It's irrelevant who we're playing. It really is. Yeah, looking at this U-Mary game coming up this weekend, is this a team that you historically have done well against? When I was at Mankato last year, they we intercepted a ball in the end zone to win the game. They, they should have beat us, quite frankly. So, again... 
they're a different team. They're not the same team they were last year. Um, they had some really high-level uh, players, and I haven't, I don't know enough about them right now, but I really like their head coach, Shan Schillinger. He's awesome. We just talked on the phone yesterday, and I'm looking forward to, to visiting with him before the game. And, uh, you know, I think that he's in the same situation we are. New staff, some guys left. Both teams trying to find their footing. Both teams want to get to one and one, and it's going to come down to how we handle the trip, you know, how we prepare, and, and ultimately, do we do the things we need to do in the next five days to to play as well as we can? I, so I don't know. You know, they just came into the league not too long ago, so I don't think there's a long history. Yeah, guys, what's the expectation? Well, I mean, I don't know. You want to go out there and you want to win. That's just flat out how it is. I feel like the biggest thing is. No matter who we're playing, we have to have the same sort of attitude. And so there was a lot of hype built up for the Mankato game. And I feel like if we come into this game with any less amount of excitement, readiness, preparation, then we're going to pay. And so, I mean, I feel like the biggest thing is you just got to go week by week, one play at a time. Just focus on that. I feel like the expectation going into the game is just to play better on the mistakes that we did bad last week. Like, progressively getting better each week as it comes, each day as it goes, like to the point where we can sound safe, like, hey, we're not perfect, but we're we're locked down. Like nobody's getting past us and we're scoring every time. I guess my biggest thing for um <clears throat> this game is we want to win obviously, but I want to see how big of a jump that we can make for defensively speaking from last week to this week. When people put on the tape obviously it's two different teams that we're playing, but I want them to be like, wow, they made good improvements. We're going to have to look out for this, look out for that. That's my biggest thing is I just want to see how much defensively we can improve from last week to this week. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you guys about, like, you marry strengths, you marry weaknesses, but it sounds like it doesn't really matter. You're just focused on your, on the team and how you guys are going to develop. It doesn't matter who you're playing. It really doesn't. And, you know, the crazy part about it is, like, in any sport, as you know, you know, you control your attitude and your effort and what you're going to do to prepare. And I don't feel like on Thursday night, they ran by us, and they were so much faster. I don't feel like they just drove us off the ball. I don't feel like it was a physical mismatch. You know, I've been a part of some of those games when it's a physical mismatch. mismatch. I, I think that if people see us on film and they see that we're starting to get lined up properly and do the right things, they're probably sitting there going, God, I hope they don't figure it out this week. Because if we do figure it out this week, then I think we'll be a pretty scary operation. Now, whether or not it all clicks week in and week out, that's obviously the thing you're always fighting, the consistency. If you're looking at this from a long-term projection, you can't get rattled by week-to-week -week stuff. And that's life in general. If you're going to have a career in a business and whatever it might be, you're going to have some highs and lows. And how you deal with that is usually going to dictate the all-inclusive end result. And it's so important to how you deal with stuff than it is to react. You know, you can't be reactive. And so I, these, guys are, these guys are awesome. I mean, they've, they've done everything that we've asked of them and then some. And so I'm pretty confident that we're going to get out of this what we put into it. I don't know what that means, wins and losses. You know, some of that stuff, you know, you got a bunch of young guys going to make mistakes. I can't magically tap them on the head and make them not make mistakes, you know. But how we handle them when we make mistakes and how much we can limit the damage and then make sure that in the future they get better sooner, that's really where it's at. And I think that's the fun part about coaching. You get to find that out and, hey, listen, there's half the teams lost last week. Half the teams in the country are 0-1. <laughs> I mean, so it, it's not like we're in, and there's some really good teams that are 0-1. You know, you look across the league, and was there any surprises? I don't know. I mean, I, I watched, uh, you know, I've watched most of the games in the league now, and, you know, Moorhead and Wayne was tight. Augie and Mary was actually was relatively close till halftime. You know, so you look up and down. Bemidji got all over Northern State. 
maybe it wasn't as bad as it, as it appears by the score, so it can be misleading a little bit, you know. We just got to go back to work and get better, and I don't even know who we play after Mary, but we'll go to Canada. We'll come back. Hopefully it'll be cooler up there. We'll go from there. Captains were voted on by the team. Is that correct? Correct. You guys were chosen. Um, what have you kind of done to, like, step into this role, and were you already kind of a leader on the team? Yeah, I mean, well, for me, uh, playing quarterback, that's, like, already a leadership role as it is, and I feel like that's something that over my years here I've always tried to become more suited for that role, uh, whether that's, like, vocally, um, leading a breakdown, bringing other guys along. I mean, that's something that I'm always looking to try to be better at, and... I was able, uh, fortunate to be voted captain last year, and I mean, I said this to the team when I got voted this year, I've, I felt like it was something that I took for granted. I felt like I didn't use my platform in times of need, and that's something that obviously you learn from, and you want to get better at, and you want to be prepared for the next time that it shows up. Um, like Mullen, I was fortunate I was selected last year as well, but I mean, this year, I really felt as if like I should just be myself. Like, like it's my last six months. Why should I stay in the cocoon? Why not just go out there and show everybody like who I actually am? And the team voted me again. I mean, I told these guys when we had our meeting like I didn't feel as if or I wasn't expecting to be voted. I just was going out there trying to be myself. And I don't know, like knowing last year the situation that happened, everything happened. I told the guys like I learned from it. Like. Yeah, it might have been a loss. We might call it a loss season. We might have lost whatever. But, like, it's a lesson learned. Like, you learn from the losses and the hard stuff that you go through. So come back and do it better this year. No, I think um, there's, like, a bunch of guys that could be labeled as captain on our team or whatever. I think it's just, like, a label, to be honest. I think all of us are leaders, and we have, like, a lot of good leaders on the team. I think the biggest thing, I guess, with us three is I think we're, lead, like, leaders in different ways. I don't think people would say that me and Mullen are very similar. Um, that's good or bad, depending on how you look at it. Or me and Amari or Amari and Mullen. I think it's a good thing, though. It's diversity of, like, different ways you can lead and how you talk to the team and how you're viewed at by your teammates. I'll say this about these three guys. It was a complete, complete uh, landslide as far as voting is concerned. They were by far and away. There was nobody even close to these three guys. And, you know, sometimes a lot of coaches look at the results and they manipulate it the way they want it to so they can get this guy and that guy because they think he should be a leader. But I didn't do that. I didn't even, we didn't even meet as a staff. We voted on it. Um, we had our last camp meeting and I just said, oh, well, it's these three guys. I didn't think into it. I didn't think about what if they're not the All-American they're supposed to be? What if they don't start? What if they don't do this? What if they don't do that? These are who the kids thought were leaders and I think they hit it a home run with it. And I'm really proud of all three of them. It's not an easy situation. You know, we're kind of taking two steps back before we take one step forward a little bit, this whole process. But the good thing is, is that they're laying the foundation for the future, and the future is this Saturday. So let's let's get on the bus, let's go to Canada, and let's, let's get a victory and come back, and then we'll talk about who's next. Like I mentioned before, you guys have 50 newcomers on the team. What is it like to lead so many rookies? Um, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, as far as I can remember, we've never really had a young team. I mean, it's always been pretty uh, veteran heavy. And it's interesting, I mean, I don't know, with what happened with the coaching staff last year and all the people that hit the portal. I don't know, it's just one of those things you got to overcome and adapt. And I feel like for the most part, we've done a pretty good job about that. I mean, there's been a lot of young guys who have stepped up and they've performed and we're still going to look for those guys to lean on. I would say like the biggest difference, um, especially if like I compare us when we came in as rookies versus like these guys, 
I think part of it's just like the coaching staff is different and how the approach is different. Also, a lot of these younger guys have to play for us. But I have a lot closer relationship with a lot of the younger guys than I had with any of the older guys when I was that age. I hope it makes it more enjoyable for those guys and feel like we care about them and they care about us and we're all here trying to have the same common goal and achieve it. I think if you're just personal and treat everyone the same on the team, I think it's a good thing and I don't know, we'll see what happens when we go from there. I mean, it starts off with like not looking at them as rookies, as just like normal players. Uh, a wise man once said, like, even if he's a rookie, you'd still expect him to play over a senior. Like, no matter what, you're at the point where your career where you should just be able to play football, like no matter what your age is. So, I mean, they took the responsibility, the burden on their shoulders and they ran with it. I mean, they're getting more disciplined, more accurate, and more efficient with everything that they're doing, and can't really ask more from them. Sounds like a very wise man. <laughs> Is it Somebody someone in this room? Some, I, I'm just saying, that sounds pretty <laughs> intelligent. <laughs> are there a lot of guys that are really stepping up during the transitional year? Do you feel like some of these younger players are taking on leadership roles? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, one of the things that we always preach on offense is that, like, you don't need to be a returning starter or somebody that's like played in like a lot of games like you can lead in multiple ways and I feel like I've seen that a lot in certain position groups I mean we have one freshman wide receiver that played a good amount of snaps for this uh, this past game and we're going to expect another one to do the same and I feel like kind of going off what Amari said just because you're a freshman doesn't mean you can't play football right and I feel like in the past we've looked at freshmen as just kind of you have your place you got to earn your right whereas a lot of these guys they've already earned that by the the time that they committed. I think the other big thing is like talking about leadership wise. Um, this has been harped on before from the coaching staff, especially from Glow. And I think it's like a good message for everyone to hear. You don't have to be perfect to be a leader. Um, no one's going to be perfect. You want to strive and try to be perfect. But just because you make a mistake or just because you're a younger guy doesn't mean you can't lead. A bunch of younger guys have taken, I wouldn't necessarily say like the leadership role, but the aspect and the outline that creates a leader because like being younger coming in of course they don't know exactly how a leader should act so they look up to the older guys so like when it comes down to mimicking and embodying what it takes to be a leader like they're so slowly developing and just grasping the fact of hey i gotta do this and i gotta do it right now like the urgency like they're patiently urgent who are some other guys that you want to shout out that have stepped up and really led this team I would say the tight end group as a whole, uh, we have three veteran guys in that position. Um, they had a honestly a pretty good game on Thursday, and that's a group that obviously has a lot of experience and is able to offer a lot of wisdom. I feel like all of those guys, kind of like, uh, like what Cal said, I mean, all those guys could be captains if they really wanted to. They all kind of lead in uh, their own way, whether that's vocally or by example. And then, I don't know, I feel like the offensive line they are pretty young. Not a whole lot of game experience, especially with uh, Ben Peterson getting hurt. He was by far our most veteran guy. Um, I thought that they played a pretty good game, especially for their first time in like some real action. I told him this personally, but uh, London Cole, he's a DB on our team, is a rookie. I told him when it came down to voting for freshmen, I put them on his last. It's not because like what he says, it's just because his desire of not wanting to let the person next to him down. Like in every aspect of where it's him going to class or him in the weight room or him trying to gain weight, like he puts so much on himself trying to not let the next guy down that he just wants to be so great. So, I mean, hey, shout out to London. I'm just thinking like defensively right now, not necessarily like 
a leader, but how he's just soaked up and like bought in and tried to do everything he can in his power. Um, Dawson Rabe, freshman from Nebraska, my doppelganger, some guys say. <laughs> um, he's a good dude, though. Um, I just like being around him. I appreciate him just buying in, and I thought he played pretty good for his being a true freshman against a good opponent in his first game. I also think Matt Gehring and Garrett Hoffman, really guys that just care and want to do everything in their power to be really successful, and you can tell that they're going to be really good players. I mean, this week and the coming years for us. And then another guy I think has been a pretty good leader for the team's Cam Dean. I mean, him and Mullen at quarterback. Some will say it's like an awkward situation, but he's a good kid. I hang out with him all the time. Like him and Tyler Eukin will come over to our house and eat all of our food, which they'll get angry about a little bit. But I don't know. It's just fun to be around those guys, and I'm missing out other people. But those are just some guys that came to my head right now. Sure, and Coach Go. last time you were on, we kind of talked about the new three-game rule where a freshman can play as much in those three games and still keep their redshirt year. Do you anticipate any true freshmen not redshirting this year? Yeah, you know, we're kind of, you know, to be honest with you, it's a little bit of an experiment. I'm not really sure how it's going to shake out. Um, but we did have some guys play, uh, you know, quite a few snaps on the first game, and I think the way I'm looking at it is they're going to get their three games uh, – if they're in the rotation, if they're in the depth chart, it's hard just to play a guy who hadn't practiced with the first or second team all week long and then just throw him out there on a Saturday because he's got three games to use. Um, I think it's going to play more into depth injuries as the season progresses, but we probably have a handful of guys right now that are physically ready. And, uh, you know, how much they play kind of depends on how well they practice and how well they play in the game this weekend. And starting the next week will be the last opportunity to still play a guy. And not necessarily the first three weeks, but some of those guys will be in their third game, you know. And so we'll have to make a decision then. But, um, yeah, you know, it's it's, we're looking for the best group of guys. 64 guys can get on the bus on Friday and go to Mary, and we're going to take the best 64 guys that give us a chance to win the game and um, just kind of approach it that way. Sure. Gotcha. Guys, thank you for coming on today, and good luck this weekend. Yeah, thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Cougar Sports Show. You can listen anytime on Spotify with new episodes dropping every Thursday. I'm your host, Abby Whittington, and I'll see you next week.